Hello, podcasters. This is D. Kelly. I am the pastor at San Diego First Church of the Nazarene, and I want to welcome everybody to our First Impressions podcast, where we take a look at the scripture reading that will be the source of the text um, or the source of the sermon um, for this particular Sunday, which is July 16th. I want to apologize for the last week and a half. We have not dropped a podcast. Uh, for circumstances that made it very difficult to um, put out a podcast during that time frame. But we are back in our rhythm and um, looking forward to continuing the journey with you as we work through the lectionary for this three-year process. Um, We are a little bit more than halfway through this first year of the three-year cycle and very excited that we get to spend a little bit of time in Matthew. Um, There are three Sundays in a row that have Matthew 13 as the centerpiece of the text. And we're going to be looking this particular Sunday at Matthew 13 verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. Um, This is a parable, the parable of the sower, and it gives us an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper into what Jesus is teaching through these parables. So one of the things that we like to do in this podcast is start off by reading the text. You can follow along in your particular version. This day, I am reading out of the New International Version, um, but feel free to use whatever version you enjoy or like. This is beginning with chapter 13, verse 1, going through verse 9, and then jumping to verse 18 through 23, the parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Then moving to verse 18. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the one who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since this person has no root, it only lasts a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, person falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns 
is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. This person produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, what we do in this podcast, if you're new to it, um, is that we look at the things that kind of raise questions for us. What is it in the text that captures your attention, that makes you want to dig a little deeper? Is there a word that stands out that you find interesting? Is there something that connects with an experience of yours? Does the um, phrasing or the word pictures that are contained, do they take you any place? That's what we mean by first impressions. And it's a great way reflectively, contemplatively, to jump into scripture and to think about what you feel when you read it, what you think when you consider it, and how you grow when you reflect on it. Sometimes it's great to do this with a friend um, or with family to just say what jumps off the page to you. And it's not a time to evaluate or judge or um, figure out what are the most important things. It's just a first impression. So I'll share some of my first impressions. Maybe they are ones you've already considered, uh, but hopefully it will prompt you to think a little bit more about the passage. One of the first impressions that I have is this phrasing at the very beginning that Jesus went and sat by a lake. I love lakes. I love water. I love how they kind of take me away from the busyness of my work or the heaviness of the things that I need to do or a full day schedule that doesn't have much time to sit and just let my thoughts be gathered. Being by a lake, oh my goodness, I love to hear the water lap up on the shore or um, bump up against a dock. Um, I like to hear the noises near the water. I enjoy how the air feels or smells near water, be it an ocean or a lake. I have the good fortune of living fairly close to the ocean, and I get to walk by it frequently. And it just reminds me of the depths of the unconscious when I look out over the water and think of all the things that I can't see beneath the surface of the water. So it makes me think what's beneath the surface in my life, the things I haven't paid attention to, the things I haven't considered. So I think of that when it says that Jesus went out by the lake. But then the whole scene feels like it's interrupted for me because it says that huge, large crowds gather. Okay, this was not what I was expecting. And I'll actually go further and say this was not what I was hoping I was hoping that I could enjoy the word picture of this beautiful lake scene with pine trees off in the distance or um, 
cool, refreshing water from a lake that maybe as fresh as could be. But here we have huge crowds, which robs, for me, the serenity, um, robs the reflective quiet moments. And because Jesus has become so popular, the crowd presses in. <laughs> so it feels like Jesus kind of escapes. He gets into a boat and sits down. But it says that the crowd gathers on the shore. I, I like boats as well. One of the things that I like is you can push away from shore and you can just let nature move you. If it's a sailboat, if you've got oars or a motor, you can go places across the water. Um, what a wonderful experience. But once again, my reflective moments are interrupted by the fact that the crowd presses in and is on the shore and wanting to hear from Jesus. And so seated in the boat, he looks out over the crowd and he teaches. So part of the curiosity for me is, was Jesus hoping for rest and had to work? Is teaching restful to him? Does he welcome this moment? Has he been refreshed prior to this moment and so he is speaking out of the abundance of having been refreshed? Or is he trying to speak drained because he came to the lake to rest and didn't get the chance? I don't know. The lake certainly for that culture was a place of uh, vocation for many. Some of his disciples made their living prior to being disciples as fishermen. So maybe they view the lake as a place of work. Um, but it also certainly was a, a place familiar to the people in the community um, of a gathering place. So all of those things I find curious. The second piece that I find curious is that the, um, the passage seems to be written for a particular audience. There's a large crowd that comes forward and gathers around Jesus. But in the portions that we don't read, Jesus is talking to his disciples and saying that there are so many that hear but don't understand. They listen to what he says, but they don't fully get the message. And so I just find that very interesting that he teaches, but he's already saying that some here are not going to understand what I'm saying. They're going to hear what I say, but they're not going to receive it. And he describes a lot of reasons of why they don't receive it. So this notion of crowds that are going to hear things but walk away going, now what was that all about? Because he spoke in parables. But seemingly this is a fulfillment of a prophetic word out of Isaiah. That there will be some who have ears but don't hear, eyes but don't see, and a heart that is hardened. So I just find that interesting, that Jesus is okay talking to a crowd that at least in the moment may not 
fully understand. I also love that this particular passage in verse 19 says that people are hearing a message about the kingdom. Many of Jesus' passages begin with the phrase, the kingdom of heaven is like, and then there is this story that's told that is intended to teach us something about the kingdom of heaven. Here, the parable doesn't begin with that, but it describes people who hear a message about the kingdom. And so this is kind of a message about the kingdom describing the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And it's those who may not be able to fully grasp or see the kingdom of heaven. So I'm intrigued once again by that kind of phrasing that this is a story about the kingdom and we're invited both to see into it, to hear it well, and allow our heart to be molded or changed to it. Jesus then goes into four different types of soils. This is the thrust of the teaching, and it seems to center all around whether or not we understand. When we don't understand what Jesus is saying, all kinds of things can rob from us the potential that Jesus' words have for us. They are meant for life, life abundant. And yet when we don't understand the teaching, we can remain entrapped by the things that keep us chained from becoming all God created us to be. So I want to pay close attention to the things that trap me, the things that keep me from embracing the good news, from soaring on the, on the winds of the gospel message, from being a recipient of the good news of grace. I want to recognize those things that hinder me from participating fully. And then embracing it in such a way that I have new life. So what this leads for me or leads me to is to spend some time this weekend and in the coming week of reflecting on the soil in my life so that it might be the good kind of soil that produces an amazing crop. So I hope you dig deeper into this passage. I hope you spend some time reflecting on the soils that are mentioned here and what they might mean for you. And I look forward to being with you who can come on Sunday, um, San Diego First Church of the Nazarene, 3901 Loma Land Drive. It's been great to be with you in this podcast. I look forward to when we're together again. Have a great day and a great week.